quick rant for you today to make a pretty simple point. God expects you to change and to become more like him. I don't know if you saw the comments last week from Representative Nancy Mace of South Carolina that she made at a national prayer breakfast hosted by Kentucky Senator Tim Scott. When I woke up this morning at seven, Patrick, my fiance. Patrick, my fiance. What? Tried to pull me by my waist over this morning in bed. And I was like, no, baby, we don't got time for that this morning. Uh, I got to get to the prayer breakfast. He'll, he can wait. He's got, we got, I'll see him later tonight. The reaction to this professing Christian, nay, a professing Christian who is a national leader, nay, a professing Christian who's a national leader who is speaking at a prayer breakfast and divulges her sexual activity, her illicit sexual activity with her live-in boyfriend, was largely chuckles by commentators like Sean Hannity. And to be honest, their chuckles at the story are part of what set me off. Namely, that the public face of Christianity in our nation is a joke. In the eyes of the watching world, we stand for nothing, we believe any variety of doctrines, any debatable philosophy that comes along. We put very little stock in what the Holy Scriptures have to say, and we generally live lives that exactly mirror the lives of unbelievers in our time. I don't know if it needs to be said that, scripturally speaking, sexual activity outside of marriage is sinful. And not just sinful, but damning. Now, I don't say that because I'm so judgmental and I have decided that people should be damned who are involved in sex outside of marriage. I'm quoting scripture to you right now. I'm going to quote some scriptures about sexual practice. Genesis 2.24 is the standard. A man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. So sexual activity is limited to and a result of the covenant union of marriage. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 8 says, it's God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God, and that in this matter, no one should wrong his brother or take advantage of him. The Lord will punish all men for such sins, as we have already told you and warned you, for God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, listen to this, he who rejects this instruction of sexual purity does not reject man, but God, who gives you his Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10 says, Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom? Do not be deceived. No sexually immoral people, ellipsis, will inherit God's kingdom. Close quote. Finally, among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. That's Ephesians 5. 
Now, the sexuality issue isn't even what I wanted to talk about today, although if you need a refresher on what is allowable to a follower of Christ, then there it is. Congresswoman Mace has apparently not been taught these scriptures, or she has been taught to disregard them, and that she can share her present sexual practices with impunity and a giggle. That's exactly how she shared them at the National Prayer Breakfast, with a giggle. But the rule, the rule scripturally is don't have sex outside of the person that you're married to. Uh, by the way, the, the reason that uh, I'm going to get to this, but the reason that uh, Congresswoman Mace is a particularly onerous example is because she's been married twice before and divorced twice before. And she has been a church member calls herself a Christian, professing Christian, a church member for, wait for it, 27 years. 27 years. So we're left with this conundrum. Either she is part of a church that does not challenge these kind of issues, does not train its hearers in the truth regarding sexuality, or she has... Uh, determined that she is going to uh, be a member of a church, just decided I'm committed to this church, even though they teach the truth and they have told me that I'm not welcome there, but I'm just going to keep going for it. I, I tend to think it's the former, that she's a part of a church that is soft on these issues and has not taught her the truth. I, I think I'm justified in those opinions. I'll get to that in a second. What I wanted to talk to you about today is the fact that Representative Mace is a great illustration these days of the current doctrine that's taught in modern churches. Congresswoman Mace is a part of the same multi-site megachurch that Tim Scott is a part of, and that is Seacoast Church, even though they live in two different states. Seacoast Church. Now, we have to grade this modern, seeker-sensitive church. That's their language, not mine. You can go to their website and see it. As a failing, we have to grade them as failing if Miss Mace is their fruit, and she most certainly is. As I said, 27 years. She hasn't been taught what Christian practice is, nor what's fitting to discuss at a prayer breakfast that you're helping to lead. The doctrine that's being taught is that no life change is expected or required of somebody who claims to follow Christ. In the modern telling of the gospel, what you and I really need to know is that one, God really loves us. Two, our lives will really be better if we do it with God somewhere in the picture. And three, that our Christian communities are nothing more than a group of people who will nod their heads blithely at the first two points. What the church. I'd like to remind us today that biblically speaking, that is to say, according to the gospel that God gave humans, coming into contact with the God of the universe and his taking over the lordship of your life means absolute and complete life change from the ground up. First, he changes what we think about him and then what we think about ourselves and then what we think about the planet that we live on, and then the value of every other human being on the planet, and then the purpose and meaning of life, and then the way that we talk and the way that we behave. He comes to change all of it. 
The modern notion that a loving God must take me the way that I am and not expect any change from me is absolutely unknown in the scriptures. He means to come into your sinful, selfish world and completely overturn the tables. He intends to remake you in his image with him being the building block of everything you become. And sexual character, by the way, is an essential part of historical Christianity. It's not an add-on. It's not an extracurricular uh, possibility, not a hobby side issue. It's not something that you get, you know, if you're on the varsity or the master's level degree, you get to know that it's Christianity 101 is sexual practice. It's an essential, I'll say it again, an essential part of historical Christianity. Do not, I say to you people with my loving concern, do not believe modern Christianity. It is a marketing scheme that is not based on truth. Love and loving and loveliness and niceness and, and sweetness sells. Obedience and truth and fidelity to God's once spoken and final holy word is does not sell. So if you're a marketer, let's see which of those, and, and you're not, you don't care whether it's God's word or not, you're just a marketer. Which of those two ideas, the loving, pleasant encouragement message, which sells really well, or the harsh, final unbending truth of God that you have to either obey or rebel against, which of those two messages? Gee, I, I wonder which one uh, somebody who's purely interested in marketing would go for. Well, it's the loving one. It's the one that's called loving. Congresswoman Mace does not have the excuse of being a new believer, as I said. We might give her a, we might give her quite a bit of rope on that if she were. And but she's not. And she is in sin and she's in gross error. And she should be told by anybody that's in Christian community with her. I mean anybody that's in her Bible study, anybody that knows her from the church, certainly the church leadership. My goodness, she's such a public figure. She should be told to repent and completely change her life post haste. I don't want any of you falling into the same trap. The stakes are incredibly high. And just know this, when you come to Christ and you begin a relationship with him, he changes everything and you are expected to change. It is your destiny, according to Romans 8, to be conformed. That means squeezed with pressure, conformed into the image of his son. Change is going to be the story for all of us.